Itami Media Group's 2 million download celebration. Hami Media would like to say thank you to all of our sponsors for supporting our free independent media platform. As we continue to grow with listener and sponsor support, we look forward to partnering with other creators looking to grow their audience, artists, debuting their work, and offering the best artisan products for our listeners to enjoy. Thank you to the following sponsors. Stevie Richards Fitness. Stuck at home? Gyms closed? You can be a band new you anywhere with the Stevie Richards Fitness Resistance Band Training Program. Head over to StevieRichardsFitness.com and join the SRF Resistance today. Zordos Olive Oil. Zordos Olive Oil. Imported ultra premium Greek olive oil. Available now at ZordosOliveOil.com. Taste the difference for yourself. The Coffee Broasters at TheBroasters.com. The only place to get the limited edition Vince Russo Bro Coffee. Get up and have a cup of bro, bro. Exclusively from TheBroasters.com. ProWrestlingTees.com. The best way to support your favorite independent wrestlers, podcasts, and hosts from Hami Media Group and Russo Brand is to get their merchandise exclusively at ProWrestlingTees.com. Podcorn.com. Podcorn is the place for podcasters and sponsors to network, find guests, sell ad space, and create new opportunities to build your brand at podcorn.com. And Hami Media Group welcomes our newest sponsor, Tech Memes Ride Home Podcast. When the New Yorker magazine asked Mark Zuckerberg how he gets his news, he said the one news source he definitely follows is Tech Meme. For more than two years and 700 episodes, the Tech Meme Ride Home has been Silicon Valley's favorite tech news podcast. The Tech Meme Ride Home is a daily podcast, only 15 to 20 minutes long, and every day by 5 p.m. Eastern, it's all the latest tech news. So listen to the one podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every single day. Search your podcast app now for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. Mr. Spock? The gentleman from Gideon is here. Your Excellency, your assistant has arrived safely, and I am now ready to transport down to Gideon. No, no, not so fast, Mr. Spock. That is quite a different matter. We agreed to allow one representative on our soil, your captain. Sir, our captain is still missing, and I now demand that I be allowed to transport to Gideon as we agreed. Forgive me, Mr. Spock, but I overstepped my authority when I made that agreement. However, your request will be taken up at the next full session of Gideon's Council. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. Boom, we are live to record here. It's Triple D's Star Trek podcast. It is me, Captain Zerdos, a.k.a. Triple D. How is everyone doing out there in Hami Media Land? I hope everyone had a great two weeks. I am back with another installment for your ear holes of my podcast. And uh, I'm going to touch on a uh, subject here that's kind of near and dear to all our hearts, uh, overpopulation and disease and stuff, so kind of what's going on now with coronavirus and with other types of diseases that we've experienced throughout like swine flu and the flu so uh the episode that i'm going to talk about is an old episode of star trek called the mark of gideon so it's a really good one uh really deep episode i just got done watching it so still fresh in my head but before i get into that uh let me do a little house cleaning here uh Going back on last week, talking about V'ger, uh, I was listening to the Conspiracy Horseman. Shout out to uh, Ben Hameen, Big Sal, Stevie Richards. Stevie, I hope you are hope you are well right now. I am sorry to hear about uh, the dog. It's awful, terrible. Um, I've lost a lot of pets, and it sucks. Um, just to share a little story here, I had a beautiful West Highland Terrier that I was going to bring down here to my house eventually when I got ready to move in. And uh, she got lymphoma and I would bring her to Syracuse for, for treatments. But the lymphoma ended up uh, killing her and uh, still sucks to this day talking about it. And, getting a little emotional thinking about it because she was a really great dog so i know it's like what you're going through stevie and i hope you and christy are doing well i love you guys so i just want to get that out of the way but now uh the horsemen were talking about uh neuralink and this whole the robot working brain and that got me thinking about v'ger how v'ger linked with uh decker at the end of uh the motion picture and basically became a half human half machine a new form of race is that what's going to happen now with Neuralink with Elon Musk uh you know do we know that so uh that's you know something to think about guys you know technology is good but technology will probably be our undoing like it almost was in Star Trek the motion picture also too they um did touch on uh cyborgs and picard if you watch picard they did touch on that where the romulans want to kill all the synthetic humans because they believe synthetics were the destroyer and we're going to destroy life so they did touch on that and so if you get a chance watch picard and when you're watching picard think about the synthetic life forms and how the Romulans want to kill them. So, and our, do, do, do synthetic life forms, do they have the right to live? Do they have the same rights as humans? 
I mean, that was a question that was posed in that. And that's kind of the basis of Picard season one. So guys get a chance, check it out. CBS all access or be like Ben Hameen and steal it. I, if I could steal it, I would steal it. But, um, so that's basically a little bit of housekeeping that I want to do. Uh, but oh, I'm sorry. No, there's one other thing I want to talk about is uh, star Trek lower decks. I've watched it and it is an so funny. It's really good. Uh, guys, please check it out. It's on CBS All Access again. Um, they've done four episodes of it so far. It's really good. It's funny. Um, they do touch on a lot of like Star Trek things where they poke fun at each other. It's it's they you know they 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 rib each other. Uh, they do callbacks back to Next Generation, back to the original series. So guys, please check it out. Uh, it's funny and. Uh, <laughs> I was like laughing my ass off at a couple um, at a couple things where you had the um, it's it's it basically it's it's a tale of lower decks, the tale of lower ranked officers that are on a ship that really isn't all that important. Captain's log, star date five seven four three six point two. First contact is a delicate, high stakes operation of diplomacy. One must be ready for anything. <gasps> Are you pretending to do a captain's log? <laughs> We're all supposed to keep logs. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. Leave me alone. I can't believe you're no, wasting no. your shore leave on this. I can't believe it. This is the greatest ship I've ever seen. Hey, you. Green girl. Pump this. Don't pass out. Oh. Sorry, sorry. I'm good at exploring strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got assigned. Holodeck waste removal. That's Klingon prison stuff. Ooh. And said, do you see a captain's chair in your future? I hope so, ma'am. Hey, if I part my hair like this, do I look more promotable or less? The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. And you are a natural-born warrior. Okie dokie. And we're here? No, we're actually way down here. Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! My senior staff are always up for a challenge. Nothing like a cold beer after a smooth second contact. That's what I'm talking about. And it showcases, you know, like how they do, you know, day-to-day life on a starship. So it's really good. Uh, So, guys, check it out. But now to get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, The Mark of Gideon. So The Mark of Gideon is from season three of the original series of Star Trek. So the original series, for those who don't know, is the one starring, it's from the 60s, with Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, uh, DeForest Kelly, Michelle Nichols, uh, Walter Koenig, George Takai, and Montgomery Scott. Well, and uh, James, Jimmy Doohan, James Doohan. So it's Scotty, Sulu, Chekhov. Uh, Uhura, Spock, and Shatner. You know, basically um, what Star Trek is. You know, the, the, the original cast. So, so the Mark of Gideon starts off with uh, Kirk going down the transport room, getting ready to transport down to Gideon to meet with the ambassador of Gideon so that Gideon could join entry into start into the Federation. Because at the time, Uh, The Federation, you know, still looking for planets to join. And even in Next Generation, they're still looking for planets to join along with 
Deep, Deep Space Nine as well and Voyager. Well, actually, Voyager was in Delta Quadrant. They weren't in the Alpha Quadrant trying to get plans to join the Federation. But so Kirk beams down where he thinks is the coordinates to the Gideon uh, Ambassador, the Gideon uh, Assembly Hall, but it is not. You're wondering, where was Kirk beamed down to? He was beamed down to an exact replica of the Enterprise. But there's no one on the Enterprise. This frightens Kirk to death. And Kirk goes to the control and says, you know, Kirk to Enterprise. Kirk, anyone out there? And they cut to black and then they bring in the... And they and they rolling the opening credits with the theme song, which is iconic. And then, you know, the episode pro- progresses on along with with Kirk walking around the Enterprise. Kirk goes to the viewer. He goes to see the viewer because you know he looks at the viewer. He's like, okay, am I still on the Enterprise? Is are we still in space? Turns on the viewer, and there's the Gideon, just how it was on the bridge. But there's no one on the Enterprise. Kirk's like, what happened to my crew? Then we come back to the original Enterprise, where Spock is talking to the ambassador of Gideon. And uh, the ambassador of Gideon is like, Mr. Spock, why hasn't the Captain Kirk come down to the assembly hall? They sent Kirk down using the coordinates that the Gideon ambassador gave to Spock. Spock is troubled by this, as any first officer would be. Spock goes to him, Excellency, I'd like to come down and have a search party. But Gideon, being a planet, Gideon does not allow any outside people to come in to Gideon. So Gideon is basically an isolationist planet. The atmosphere in Gideon, from the beginning, what you can tell is pristine. It is mint. It is perfect for Federation entry. But why would they not allow Spark? Why would they not allow Spock down there? Is it because? Is it? Is it because they're hiding something? Maybe. Maybe they're hiding something. Do we know that? We have to we have to keep watching the episode to find out. I'm sure you people I'm sure you uh Star Trek fans can make some guesses, even if you've already seen this. So they cut back to the duplicate enterprise and Kirk's walking around. Kirk's like, I do not know where everyone is. Where is everyone on the Enterprise? I'm alone on the Enterprise. I have searched every area of the ship and still cannot find a trace of the crew or an indication of how its disappearance was managed. The one thing that is obvious is that I suffered a memory lapse during which time I bruised my arm. It is causing me some irritation. But there is a beautiful woman dancing through the halls of the Enterprise. 
And if that was me, I wouldn't want to boing, 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 boing. Uh-oh. Boner alert. Neither here nor there. That's, that, that's me. Kirk approaches her and asks her, Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing on my ship? Who brought you here? And uh, she says, my name is Odana. I don't know who brought me here. I don't know where I'm from. So she kayfabes where she's from. She says, I don't know where I'm from. Is she lying? Not to aggravate all the female listeners, though, but usually females do like to lie, like to do little white lies. Allegedly, that was a civil suit and there was no evidence. Ignorant. Don't hate me for that. Send all your hate tweets to @GreekDZ25 on Twitter. So <laughs> we cut back to after Kirk and O'Donnell and me. We cut back to Spock on the Enterprise, still talking to the Gideon ambassador. The thing I love about the original series is you can tell is when Nimoy is trying to play it straight, but he lets in a little bit of emotion into Spock. And that's what I love about it. That's what really gets me into the episode is when you see that, when you begin to see the little, little bit of him getting perturbed, but he doesn't show it. Such a great actor. He was getting perturbed by the ambassador because the ambassador kept stonewalling him. And finally, you know, Spock being persistent gets the okay to beam down. But the ambassador goes, well, only if we make sure that your transporter is working, we can beam one of my people up to your ship. Spock says, okay. That, that works. Scotty is now in the transporter. Scotty beams up the guy. Perfect. And Spock goes, excellency. The transporter was successful. I am ready to beam down to your chambers and then just like a scumbag wrestling promoter the ambassador of gideon then i'll work spock to basically not allow spock to beam down saying that well we allowed one of your crew members one of federation council to beam down and he hasn't beamed down yet so we'll continue to search for him good day mr spock Fucking diplomats. Spock goes to, you know, Uhura contact Starfleet Command. So they contact Starfleet Command. And Starfleet Command pushes them to diplomatic side of Starfleet. And uh, <laughs> bureaucracy, you know, bureaucracy and total show how, how, you know, how fucked up it is. How you allow government to run things, how messed up it will be. Spock then drops the quote, you know, diplomats and bureaucrats may be different, but they still achieve the same goal, which is fuck all. So they don't achieve jack fucking shit. So, and I kind of, I popped huge for that because, you know, that's totally what I believe, you know, bureaucrats, mindless bureaucrats, don't achieve nothing. People achieve things. People going out and doing things. That's what happens. That's when you achieve stuff. And we'll soon see later on that Spock decides enough, enough of this bullshit. I'm taking stuff. I'm taking this into my own hands. 
So, but then we go back to the duplicate enterprise where we have Odana and Kirk there on the bridge. Kirk is contacting Starfleet Command. Kirk, Starfleet Command. Kirk, Starfleet Command. Come in, Starfleet Command. Starfleet Command is not coming in. Let me take ship out of warp speed. So he takes the ship out of warp speed. Odana makes a comment where Odana's like, oh, wow. It kind of feels the same. Ooh, ooh, oh! Kirk perks up and he's like, oh, really? Turns on the view screen. The view screen comes to a halt because they get out of warp speed. Kirk's like, hmm, interesting. So Kirk's wheel in his mind is turning already. He knows there's something up, but he can't put his finger on it yet. Kirk and O'Donna sit on the steps and they're talking about how, you know, O'Donna wants to be there forever. And Kirk's like, well, we have replicators for 430 people. We have enough food to last for a long time. <laughs> and Kirk is giving O'Donna the googly eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah, Kirk is ready to bone this alien. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Do I make you randy? But then Odana tells Kirk that she dreams to be alone. Kirk goes, what do you mean be alone? People don't want to be alone. She's like, I dream of people pressing up against me, not being able to breathe. I dream to be alone. I would kill to be alone, to find a moment of loneliness, a moment of silence in my own mind where I'm not hearing people breathe, or I'm not hearing people's heartbeats. This is some deep shit right now because she's talking about living somewhere where it is so overpopulated that basically people are living on top of each other. Holy cow, what is going on here? Where are the Georgia Guidestones for her planet? I mean, come on, you know, deep. Overpopulation, that's a thing that's on the Georgia Guidestones. If you people look up the Georgia Guidestones, it says that the population will be kept at 500 million and it will be kept that way. The Georgia Guidestones is calling for depopulation. The world's population is definitely over 500 million. Makes you wonder the reason why we have all this disease and everything going on in the world. Can we cure cancer? Can we stop life-threatening diseases? Can we can we cure them? I don't know. That's a question you have to ask yourself. It's a question you have to look and research. I've asked myself that question. And doing the research, there is no there is no money in a cure. There is money in sickness. Remember that, folks. At its core, Agenda 21 is about control. Control of the land, natural resources, and entire populations. It seeks to control the air by regulation of carbon emissions, the ground by sustainable development, and the sea through environmental regulations. 
Officially stated, Agenda 21 is a comprehensive plan of action to be taken globally, nationally, and locally by organizations of the United Nations system, governments, and major groups in every area in which human impacts on the environment. Because being human will always have an impact on the environment, Agenda 21 paves the way for extraordinary UN control. When you boil it down, there are nine basic tenets of Agenda 21. Move citizens off private land and into urban housing. Create vast wilderness spaces inhabited by large carnivores. Eliminate cars and create walkable cities. Support chosen private businesses with public funds for sustainable development. Make policy decisions that favor the greater good over individuals. Drastically reduce the use of power, water, and anything else that creates carbon pollution. Use bureaucracies to make sweeping decisions outside of democratic processes. Increase taxes, fees, and regulations. And finally, implement policies meant to incentivize a reduced population. Where Adana comes from, it's overpopulated. So she dreams of being alone. But throughout throughout like the first 20 minutes of the episode, Kirk is complaining about a bruise on his on his arm and he goes how did i get this bruise on my arm and how did nine minutes of my life go by from being transported to being down here it's gone so so what happens is you know they kind of you know they're falling for each other because why not you know kirk's a good looking guy in this episode season three looks like he put on about a couple pounds but hey Still Kirk. Still shags everything with like two legs on it. They share a kiss. They're kissing away from the viewer. The viewer showing space. But then the viewer shows people looking at Kirk and Odana. <gasps> Who are these people? Is this the plan that Odana is talking about being overpopulated? What are these people doing there? Is this the Enterprise in space? Are there people in space? Who knows what's going on? I don't know what's going on. Uh, who knows? This is crazy. So they cut to black after that, and then they go back, and you know, Kirk, Kirk and Aldana are still talking. Kirk's like, listen, someone is manipulating us to be here. There is no way that we can be here. There's, there's no coincidence. Odana says that she is willing to die to find a, a to find to be alone. That's that's pretty deep shit for her willing to die to be alone. I mean, how bad is that overpopulation? I mean, seriously. Then Kirk hears this sound. It's like it's just it's like a beating of a drum. Odana goes, it's the engines. Kirk goes, I know every sound of this ship. It is not the engines. Kirk says it sounds like the heartbeat. Then opens up a a view screen. Opens up the view screen, and 
it. It's people on the view screen. Kirk knows that they're being held hostage somewhere, that he's being manipulated by somebody. But who is manipulating Kirk? Who is manipulating him to be there? Who is it? Who are the heels in this in this episode? They come to find out that it is the Gideon ambassador. It was me all along. And the government of Gideon. Because Gideon is that planet that is being overpopulated. Because in Gideon, the atmosphere of Gideon regenerates organs. People live to be very old there. And people reproduced because to them, life is precious from a fetus to an old person. Life is precious. Every life means something. So obviously no abortion, nothing there, you know, and the, and the, and the country and the, the planet is overpopulated. People are living on top of each other and you can see it in the view screen where people are just like trying to walk around each other and they can to keep running into each other. And it's just, terrible that we find out who's holding kirk there kirk and odana there it's the ambassador of gideon odana is the ambassador's daughter <gasps> holy shit <laughs> why but the question so it's a, what happened to kirk's arm why is kirk's arm so bruised come to find out they drew kirk's blood now, you may ask, well, why did they draw Kirk's blood for? Why would the ambassador of Gideon want to draw Kirk's blood? Good question, you ask. They, uh, in Kirk's younger years, Kirk had a disease called vegan coronal meningitis, which I probably murdered, but it's a very deadly disease. Kirk almost died from it. But they're using this disease and the infected Odana with it because they want to make Odana an example that it is okay for young people to die. That they can change their entire life expectancy. I mean, this is some, I mean, I mean, this is some serious shit here. Where you have a beautiful and vibrant young woman wanted to kill herself to show the people that it is okay to die because she we need to change our viewpoint on life because of the overpopulation. Kirk wants to save her. Kirk pleads with the ambassador, please allow me to beam down Dr. McCoy to save her life. And the ambassador will not allow it. They leave Odana in one of the rooms on the duplicate enterprise to basically die. And we switch back to Spock, basically telling Dr. McCoy, I am beaming down there no matter what. Uh, screw Starfleet. Screw the government of Gideon. I'm going to find the captain. McCoy wants to go down with him, but Spock will not allow him to do it. So here comes Spock taking shit into his own hands because he wants to help save his friend, uh, Captain Kirk. Spock beams down to the duplicate Enterprise. 
and you hear a log in his head talk about how he wants, how he knows that this is a duplicate and that they're holding the captain hostage here for an experiment that might cost the captain his life. And he's right. The government of Gideon wants to keep Kirk there to use his blood as a serum to distribute to the population to kill people, to depopulate the planet so that they can make Gideon beautiful again. When Gideon was not overpopulated, it was a planet that thrived, a planet that when it came to education was highly educated and creative and everything. But because of population or population, they cannot do that. They're not allowed their freedom to do that. I'm sorry, let me preface by saying it, that when the ambassador is telling, saying this, is to Kirk in the ambassador's chambers. Kirk's sitting at the table, tell him to say, listen. The Federation can give you contraceptive issues and everything else. And that's when the ambassador talks about how precious life is in Gideon, that that wouldn't work. Even if they were to sterilize the people of Gideon, the organ would just regenerate itself because of the atmosphere. This was the only way. Just to get this disease that could kill people to show that it's okay to die. You don't have to be ancient to die. So that says a lot. It says a lot. Take that in. You have a planet trying to depopulate itself by killing its young people off and by telling people it's, it's okay to die. When their belief has been that life is precious and is sacred and you should not, you know, take it lightly. Some deep shit to think about here. <laughs> Obviously, Spock um, finds them because at the time Odana was dying, Odana wanted Kirk to be at her side when she does pass on. And they share a very heart warming moment where Odana says, you know, I want to be with you forever, but you know, this is it. Spock finds them. I said before Spock finds them. Spock basically tells the ambassador, don't fuck with me. because I'm already in deep shit already with Starfleet for violating their orders. <laughs> and uh, they beam back up to the ship and Bones is able, Dr. McCoy is able to save Odana. So Donna is able to live, but the virus is alive in Odana's bloodstream, just like I was alive in Kirk's. So she wants to stay with Kirk, but she knows what she has to do. She has to go back down to her planet and she has to be basically the destroyer of her planet. She needs to bring destruction and death to her planet to help her planet thrive again. I'm sure all you 23, 24 year old motherfuckers out there thought the same thing. I want to be the destroyer of the planet. Monster kill. But so the episode ends with uh, Kirk and Odana talking about how Odana goes, you know, I know it's overpopulated. I know my planet's overpopulated, but I would love to have one more person on there. And she smiles at Kirk, and Kirk smiles back at her. But Kirk knows that I got this little job to do. It's called the Captain of the Enterprise. And that's it. That's how the episode ends. So 
this kind of ties into like what's going on now with population control, even though some people don't don't believe in it. It's the truth. Is the world overpopulated? I don't know. But you can't tell me that they haven't used diseases in places like China to help depopulate the population because they have. Say what? And also, too, in Africa, how AIDS and Ebola was just ravaging the country of Africa, killing so many people. It begs the question, are these diseases man-made? There's a lot of research pointing towards that. Now, some of you may not agree with that. Some of you may agree with that. I'm just pointing it out there. Is this, did these people watch the Mark of Gideon and get worried that we might become overpopulated just like Gideon? And we need to create these new viruses, these new diseases to help control the population. I don't know, but guys, uh, do some research, guys. Figure it out on your own. But please check this episode out of The Mark of Gideon. It was a great episode. It's one of my favorites. I've talked now for 32 minutes straight, which I'm surprised I have. I did 45 minutes in the last episode. So um, try to give you guys as much as I can. And um, uh, I was going to bring on a co-host on with me tonight, but I just kind of just wanted to get on. I just wanted to record a little something about The Mark of Gideon because it's been stuck in my head for a while. Uh, hopefully I can bring on a co-host on next week. I, I'm thinking about doing a rotating co-host. So guys, a lot of guys reach out to me, especially a lot of guys in the Hami Media Group. John Enright reached out to me about possibly coming on, doing some co-host duties, which I'd love to have John on to do a couple of shows. Uh, Strangler Steve King, shout out to you, Strangler Steve. Uh, Strangler Steve reached out to me and said that he's a huge Star Trek mark. And I love the Strangler. Uh, shout outs to you, Mr. King. And love to have you on to talk some Voyager because he loves Voyager. Uh, and I have a friend of mine here locally that's a huge Star Trek mark. And uh, we actually talked about doing a Star Trek podcast about a year ago. But he's a mark and he didn't follow through. So, <laughs> so I might bring him on too. And we'll see, hopefully we bring Stevie on, bring Sal on, love to have Stevie on, you know, Stevie is a uh, huge Star Trek fan, knows a lot about Star Trek, especially enterprise next generation. Uh, love to have him on just basically to me, see what Star Trek meant to Stevie, bring Sal on big Sal, love Star Trek as well. Bring big Sal on too. So, and uh, I got to give my last shout out to my brothers, the, the new Force Order here, uh, holding it down for the Star Wars universe, guys. I'm going to like, I'm going to put you guys over huge here. Uh, your podcast, I love listening to your podcast. You guys are great together, the three of you, the doc, the, the dark spirit on the sith lord and professional greek apapadon you guys are you guys do a great show and i uh only hope that this podcast grows to be as successful as your podcast is and um it would be an honor to debate you guys on uh the man beasts uh (laughs) 
debate channel and i would love a chance to debate you guys and talk about the franchises in a way that not a lot of people are used to because there is a lot of animosity between star trek and star wars fans but to me i would love to beat you guys civilly and talk about because we can talk about the amount of money that each franchise is, is drawn they've drawn a lot of money each franchise has drawn a lot of money and um but to me i like to debate content the content of Star Trek and Star Wars and the characters and what it represents. That's something that I'd love to do. So please, guys, you know, let's make this happen. The fans are clamoring. The fans want the debate. Fancy. Theodore Fancy wants the debate. Shout out to the Man Beast, Ted McNailer. Ted, I've got some bourbon here. Man Beast, I've got some bourbon here. It's called Bell Mead. And it just got back into production, and it looks pretty good. I came in to try it. Uh, if you're ever up this way to see the Ayatollah Telai, please, let's have some bourbon together. But, guys, that's 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 enough of me. That's enough of shout outs. That's enough of putting the new force order over i literally had to throw up putting them over because star trek is still better than star wars but i love you guys and uh we'll be back two weeks hopefully with a guest host guys i am working on the facebook page i am also working on the uh email system i will get everything set up hopefully soon i apologize uh life has been fucking crazy for me lately with the business and everything but uh guys please uh follow me at greekdz25 uh find me on facebook dimitri zeros on facebook instagram uh, find me dimitri zeros on, on instagram you'll, you'll find me and also two guys uh dipping donuts cny dipping donuts cny on facebook instagram and twitter ZerdosOliveOil.com to get your best olive oil. Uh, we got Pro Wrestling Tees for SEG, Ben Hameen, Greek Out Papadon, and BWO Stevie. Go buy a shirt, support them. Also go to Hameen Media at Pro Wrestling Tees and buy a shirt to support the great producers and guests and hosts of Hameen Media Group, delivering you great content every single day. Also, two guys, roasters.com for Russo Bro Coffee. Guys, I drink Russo Bro Coffee. It's outstanding. And I own a coffee shop, so I know coffee. So, you infidel marks, go get your Russo Bro Coffee. Support Vince Russo. Also, to Vince uh, Russo Brand and TWC. Guys, sign up for Massachusetts Theater. Sign up for some great content that they're putting out especially Massachusetts theater i was laughing my ass off because they do a great job but guys that's it listen have a great night have a great day wherever time you listen to this and remember live long and prosper